0: einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know, ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Mobler. Hello, Lawin, and welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much for agreeing to sit down with me and talk about your country. Hey, George. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, no perfect. It's going to be my pleasure. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know how these intros go.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. So I'm so my name is Lawin and I'm a Filipino, born and raised. Moved to Europe around four years ago. First in the Netherlands where I did my master's. Um, tried to look for work there. Ended up across the border here in Aachen in Germany. And yeah, two and a half years later... I'm, I'm here, I'm I'm working for a German company, trying my best to learn German and, you know, trying to not take in easy, as much of the easy. culture.
0: <laughs> not easy. Yeah, I know exactly. that.
1: But uh, what level do you currently have in German? So technically I've done the classes until B2. Perfect. Um, but I'm planning to do the exam to like really be awesome. certified B2 yeah, around no, next good year. Good
0: luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. No, well, well, Welcome to Germany. It's a great place to be. I'm happy to be here as well. And I hope that Germany has treated you well. But that's actually not what our conversation is about. It's not about Mm -hmm. being Filipino in Germany. No, today we actually want to learn about your country specifically. So can you tell us at least some basic things? Because historically, there's something that all I know is the Spaniards were there, the Japanese were there, the Americans were there. Can you expand right. on that? So tell me a little bit
1: about right. your country, maybe the short version. Okay, let me try to fit that into a short version. So the Philippines, is an island of 7,107 islands. So I memorized that number. Um, <laughs> a lot of Filipino people also do because there was a big music festival with that mm-hmm. with that name. Um, so we were kind of like a bit similar history to indonesia and malaysia prior to western like um empires kind Mm -hmm. of colonizing us uh islam was kind of starting to grow in the philippines when the spanish came and then the spanish took over for 300 plus years kind of um taught the elite people spanish um the spanish language influenced our local languages a lot they taught us also how to how to read, how to write. So everything at the time was Spanish until um, we were kind of sold off to the United States around 1898. I'm pretty, I like history, so I I know the numbers. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Part of this called Treaty of Paris, which was uh, basically for a couple million bucks, the US bought Puerto Rico, Guam, I think Cuba and the Philippines from Spain. Mm -hmm. So they were turned over to, oh yeah, from Spain to the US. So after that, we were under the US until like the Second World War. The US then further influenced our language by teaching us um, uh, English. We They set up public schools because prior to that, it was mostly elite people only kind of reading and writing. So the illiteracy rate was very high. And then after that, like English became Besides um, our our local language, which is like Filipino or Tagalog, mm-hmm. English kind of became uh, one of our official languages. So the Philippines actually has two official languages, which is English and our local language, Filipino. Which do you know how some- many
0: languages there are inside of the
1: Philippines? Right, there are, if I'm not mistaken, around sixty to eighty, and that's because we're islands. So the il- so I wouldn't even consider others dialects. So there are even more dialects, but. Yeah. It's yeah. For me, it's like it's I'd I'd rather speak English with some people because our our dialects or our like local languages don't match. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, that's what I what I remember in Canada
0: because I grew up around a lot of Filipinos. They are not able to speak to each other in their own languages, so they have to use English. Right, right.
1: The, the, although, if you watch news. Um, or if you go to school to a certain level, like they really push you to learn the local
0: um, language, which is Filipino. Would you say that uh, most people can speak Tagalog?
1: Yeah, if they're educated, but there's some people in rural areas that never step foot in a school. Mm. Therefore, they wouldn't speak it. And and also here in Germany, I met some Filipinos who moved to Germany when they were young. Mm. So they can speak like the another language, but not Filipino.
0: So, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Can you tell me about what it was like growing up in the Philippines? So for you specifically, your
1: own experiences? Yeah. So I think growing up in the Philippines, you're faced with a lot of um, like these harsh realities that you wouldn't actually see in a lot of the developed world. So you're faced every day with with poverty. Uh, You also, you're also shown that in the world there's there are classes there's like an elite class there's Mm -hmm. like a middle class there's like poor people Um, and this is kind of a a concept that you learn to grasp at a very young age where I think for a lot of the people um, probably listen to this podcast you might have seen it only when you travel but in the Philippines you see that you see that gap you understand how these dynamics work Um, but yeah so that's one aspect I'd say there's a big push also for for like religious teachings so we are in fact the only catholic country i think in one of the only catholic countries in asia so we are because of the spanish we are pretty much 90 percent roman catholic um we have some muslim people because they were there prior to the spanish coming and we also have some like born again uh, christians which is also a big movement um so yeah so Sp- so like the education of religion plays a big role in schools and there's okay. a lot of like private schools um that that have kind of like religious names to it uh at the same time it's a lot of the education is also in english so you speak filipino outside the classroom but once you step in the classroom everything is in english literally everything so that's kind of like how the how the um curriculum is based on. So it's a lot of like borrowed um, curriculum from, from the U S but also with that mix of like religious teaching. So just, just a fun fact for you. The Philippines is one of the only countries left besides the Vatican where, where divorce is not uh, legal. So we don't have divorce and a lot of the push against it is from very um, kind of hardcore um catholic mm-hmm. people which so we have a really really big um yeah kind of community that that supports really like traditional catholic mm-hmm. uh More values, conservative
0: values very conservative
1: yeah. values mm-hmm. yeah so so these kind of topics are kind of taboo like abortion like divorce these okay. are kind of like nobody really wants to talk about how about gay marriage people, is that is that a
0: thing in the philippines or
1: it's Although although recently there's been a lot of like people coming out which I really mm-hmm. like but still they're not given like the proper rights mm-hmm. by the okay, by the government okay. but I think the the how it works is the society accepts them mm-hmm. so like it's pretty normal now to have gay friends exactly to, so it wouldn't be like maybe um somewhere in the middle east where you no, can be no, no, persecuted no. put in prison you're not persecuted but you also won't get rights to like get married or Mm -hmm. or, I don't know I don't know I don't know if you're allowed to um like uh adopt a child
0: okay Mm -hmm. something
1: like this yeah so it's
0: kind of like in that middle middle ground between it's in that
1: middle ground Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I'd say pretty much um there's a lot of like yeah gay bisexual people in 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 pop culture so yeah people like the kids like they're 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 pretty cool with it you won't hear people like discriminating against them okay
0: Mm -hmm. Uh Um, what do you think are kind of your fondest childhood
1: memories growing up in the philippines Ooh, that's a good question so i think a lot of my fondest memories revolve around probably the my friends and family that's simply because family is really a big thing in in the philippines and and when i say family it's not just your brothers your sisters your mother but it's your uh, yes, yeah, your extended family It's until your second cousins I know all my second cousins And I treat them as if they were like Almost my brother or my mm-hmm. sisters mm-hmm. Um, And it, it all stems to uh, You don't well people, the normal person Does not get as much support from, from the government But rather like families Kind of really help each other to And support each other So my friends my family, I consider them my friends and yeah, to some extent, yeah, like my extended family, also my my brothers, my sisters. So we have that very strong family culture and, and a lot of my fondest memories are me just hanging out during Christmas, um, during New Year's and, and you'd normally spend New Year's and Christmas with family. It's kind of reserved already. Sorry, not just family, but extended family. Exactly. So it's Everyone really, like, comes together. You know how it is. Like, it's everybody. No,
0: I I know exactly what you mean. It's it's one of those things that does make me sad about being in Germany and so far away from my family, especially Christmas and New Year's. I'm like, man, what am I doing here? Why am I so far away from family? Because I miss it. I miss the food. I miss the music. I miss the jokes. Just like everyone coming together and having a good time.
1: I just miss that. That feeling of being with, hundred, like not a hundred, but maybe fifty people, yeah, and you exactly. know everybody. People, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you've you've gone through so much with everybody, like lots of experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'd say those, and obviously, well, we are seven thousand one hundred seven islands, and. A lot of my memory, like my fondest memories of the Philippines, are are, are in the beach with with friends, yeah, going okay. going like on a on a what a weekend trip or a summer mm-hmm. trip to some island. And and I tried my best to explore like different islands, so I mm-hmm. I can't say I've been to all, but I've been to at least the major ones, a lot wow. of the major islands. There's a lot to see, actually. Do you come from Manila or from which yeah, part of I, the Philippines do you come from? I come from Metro Manila, so it's like a a metro region. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But I live in, I'd I'd say I live five kilometers away from the main city center, like the downtown. So I'm pretty much a city boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much a city boy. Nah, that's fascinating.
0: So can you tell me a little bit more about Manila and what it's like to grow up close to this big city?
1: Yeah, so... I think a lot of people underestimate like the Philippines because it is on the other side of the world. And maybe a lot of people from this part of the world haven't really um, visited it, but we have around 100 million inhabitants in the whole Philippines. And in Manila, we have more or less 10% of our population. So it's a city of 10 million people. Yeah, That's crazy. Um, And I think it's probably more now. That was the last time I checked, but it could be, I don't know, maybe 13 million. And during the daytime... Because all the people from the neighboring provinces would exactly kind of they come to get work in. Right. exactly mm-hmm. it's like could be easily be twenty million so it's
0: okay. it
1: has one of the it, it is one of the most densely populated um, cities in the world and it also has one of the worst um, traffic uh, congestion oh, issues no <laughs> because our public although we have a metro <laughs> line um, it isn't that as efficient and also like the streets um, can't anymore get wider I think because it's just so congested the city so that's yeah it's 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 lovely because you have everything there literally all the jobs in the philippines are there all your friends are there so when you finish high school you finish uni or whatever everyone's gonna work in manila Mm -hmm. so you always know some people around um it's and i know the nightlife is pretty amazing
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, but it's just that that Going to work and going back, uh-huh. um, the traffic. If you're not walking distance from where you work, it's it's really, it's really quite difficult. Did you work in in Manila as well when you were right. there? So, yeah, so I actually worked in the like in the main business district, which is called like Mahati, which is like the downtown area. And how long did it take you to get to work in the morning? I I lived five kilometers from oh, my office, yeah. but. You know, because it's very humid, you wouldn't want to walk five kilometers because no. you'd be all sweaty when you uh-huh. get to work. Um, I tried I tried commuting before. Mm-hmm. You you have these things called jeepneys, which mm-hmm. are lit which are just like small buses that take you um they they go one direction and you and you take them and you can get off anywhere you want mm-hmm. pretty much and they're very, very cheap. But that took me like probably an hour to work. One hour to
0: do five, five kilometers.
1: kilometers. Yeah and it's the same if I took a car because the parking situation was also yeah. pretty bad. So what I That's did when I was crazy it is right so we have yeah we are notorious for having this this issue with our traffic congestion. So what actually what I did actually after you know it was unbearable for me to come via jeepney or or via car because mm-hmm. like finding a parking is, is was a nightmare. So what I did was I started cycling to work and I oh. found out we had a shower in our basement. Uh so i i I had the foldable bike so i'd I'd cycle to work if i go out with my friends i'd like ask them hey can i put my folding bicycle in the trunk of your car so we can like go out Mm -hmm. (laughs) so this is this is how i how i manage my life
0: a solution there because one hour to do five kilometers i live five kilometers from the train station uh with the bus at six minutes right right so that's a big difference
1: yeah. yeah, like the, the, the streets are just packed so funny thing is when i would cycle to work um the 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 cars wouldn't be moving at all and i'd be on a bicycle just just <laughs> swishing through all these 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 cars and sometimes um, i think my some of my office mates saw me like cycling past them and i'm and they're like um, how why how to do, do that and i'm like yeah. of course i'm on a bicycle man yeah man ride a bike be and, and eco-friendly, save
0: time. I, I was doing it before all of these, you know, eco-friendly, yeah, exactly. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Right? Sometimes we complain about traffic here in Germany, but I don't think it compares to anything no. that you might
1: see in Manila. No, 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 no. I think I've only been to one place that's probably comparable, which mm-hmm. is I've been to, I visited New Delhi before and okay. I think that places could be comparable or maybe worse. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to find a solution because you're just going to suffer in the end. And yeah. I think I th- it was fun because I, I got to exercise a bit. Mm-hmm. I could shower in the office. I could, I could pretty much do anything because it was a foldable bike. There was a lot of flexibility sure. there.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome that you found a solution for that. Can we talk about one of my heroes, Mani Pacquiao? I'm a huge boxing fan, (laughs) especially I've been a fan of Manny Pacquiao for many, many years. Um, And I know he's Filipino and I know he means a lot to that country. So so for some of my listeners who don't know who he is, can you tell tell us who is Manny Pacquiao and why is he important to the Filipino people?
1: Right. So I think he's the poster child of the Philippines. So outside the Philippines, if you say Philippines, we don't have like world class football players or world class mm. well basketball we're starting players, to have we're starting to have world class basketball players but mm-hmm. we're not in the level of you know a Dirk Nowitzki yet um so, but there's so,
0: two there's two filipino basketball players i think jordan clarkson yeah jordan and clarkson jordan, and a younger guy. A,
1: exactly mm-hmm. J- jalen green or something yeah, i think so jalen green so, as well yeah. so this it's starting it's starting and we're starting to send more players abroad to to play in in australia in, in japan or whatever but Um, For the longest time, we've had one athlete that who's really represented the Philippines very well. And that's your idol, Manny Pacquiao. Mm -hmm. He's the people's champion of the Philippines. Mm -hmm. He really literally came from nothing. But he, I guess it's because of his grit and his hard work. Mm -hmm. And he showed like other people that actually you can come from nothing, but be really successful. And now he's one of the most decorated boxers in history. And at least for his weight class, like, I think he probably... I think he's been a champion in seven or eight divisions. Yeah, that's crazy. You keep jumping with divisions, beating other people. And, you know, he has a lot of classic matches that will, you know, go on in history as one of the, some of the best fights. And he just has this mentality of not giving up, giving 100% in training. And that's because to some extent, like, he came really from nothing and really had to work his way. to, to his superstardom. And for a lot of people, of course, they, they see that like as, as motivation, as, as a role model that they can be because a lot of, a lot of people in the Philippines are, you know, in, in the poverty Mm -hmm. level. So I think personally, I, I love the fact that he's he made it because that gives other people that extra drive that it's actually possible to achieve something, to be a billionaire if you just really work hard and, and, Give it everything you've got. All that every day when you are in training, whenever you are you are out there on a fight or whatever. When you when you have to prove yourself, then you give everything, and you can actually succeed. I read something, and
0: I don't know if this is true, but what mm-hmm. I read is that when Pacquiao fights, the entire country shuts down because everyone watches the fight, and then there is no crime at all in the entire country.
1: Yeah, is that's that true? true. That is true. So that
0: that I've heard that one hundred million people. Stop their lives to watch this man fight, and nobody and there's no crime. That's, That's so crazy to me.
1: That's true. Um. Yeah. And another thing you might have heard about him is that he's running for president. Yeah. Now, what are um, his chances? Currently, a senator. Um. I have. I'm not really sure. Uh. The thing about Pacquiao, although I I love his his story, I love mm-hmm. him as a, as a boxer. Um, as a as a senator, like yeah, I I actually don't know what he's done because I I've been here. But what I heard is that he's not able to um, he's not able to attend a lot of their the mm-hmm. Senate hearings and stuff. Obviously, because he's also still fighting. Well, at yeah. least was until recently mm-hmm. still fighting. So he's kind of kind of has a lot of things going on on his plate. Um, but as a president, I think I'm not really sure if if he has any. Like chance of winning, um, simply because there are other other politicians who kind of have stronger following than mm-hmm. him. But I, but, but without that would be doubt. fascinating, huh? If yeah, we if see the win.
0: headlines next year, Manny Pacquiao, yeah. world famous boxer, becomes president of the Philippines. Yeah, uh, I mean,
1: why not? Possible, <laughs> sure. I mean, he's he's pulled off a lot of upsets in the past. So
0: exactly. So right. Yeah. Um, do you think he represents like the Filipino spirit of never giving up, of continuing to fight? Do you think that is something that you see already within Filipino culture and Filipino people? Or
1: do you think that's just unique to him? Um, I think he just takes it to an extremely another level in the Philippines because a lot of things are not handed to you by by the government or by the whatever, by your family, especially if you come from like a poorer family then I think, yes, because yeah, people really need to hustle their lives to get to get higher. Um, and I think to some extent, yeah, he represents these kind of people. And I think it's, it's wonderful that, that he's there and he's, he's able to do what, what he's done.
0: Yeah, I know. Like, I think so. I think like, the story of Manny Pacquiao coming from nothing and becoming a world-famous boxer, one of the greatest boxers of all time, It just shows, right, what is possible uh, if you work hard, if you give it your all, if you never give up. Um, And I think that also represents your people quite well. It's hardworking people. And the reason I say is because I grew up around a lot of Filipinos in Canada, and these are the hardest working people I've ever met in my life. Can we talk a little bit about the diaspora? Why are there so many Filipinos outside of the Philippines?
1: Well, actually, we are, I think, the second... The second country in the world with the most um, citizens of its country living outside of that country. So I think the first is India um, and the second is the Philippines. So there are a lot of Filipinos, like you said, like in Canada where you grew up or in the U.S. in Australia. In in the um, Middle East, there's a lot also because they need workers and, you know, the Filipino people also speak English. So that's like quite that came quite handy. You know, for for sectors like tourism or like customer-facing sectors, um, I think the fact that one of our biggest problems has been like our internal economy, not really having enough jobs for people, then mm-hmm. people started to look elsewhere for jobs. You know, a lot of people studied nursing, a lot of people, <clears throat> because we are an archipelago with 7,000 islands. A lot of people study to be uh, to work on 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 ships. So if you look, if you see these uh these the um, maybe ship? like container ships or even cruise ships, like mm-hmm. they're the crew, the crew members. There's always going to be a Filipino guy. So actually, if you watch the news and there's these Somali pirates taking a ship, some, somehow there will be a couple of Filipino guys there in the Philippine, like uh the Philippine. Government will will be on the news and talk about like what's our plan for okay. getting these guys, oh, kind of like rescuing the Filipino crew. Exactly, because yeah. they're always the guys. Usually, would work on on ships, and like you know, uh, a lot of the women work as nurses abroad, and this is quite a trend. Has been a trend for probably the last I don't know twenty years or so.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Filipino economy is getting better? That the situation there is getting better? That that means that hopefully in the future, not so many people need to leave the country? Or what do you think it looks like?
1: With COVID, it, it kind of probably skewed the numbers. Pre-COVID, I mean, if I look at my circle, I still think a lot of people want to leave a lot just for experience. But if you talk to people, a lot of people would say, right now I want to leave, but in the future I want to go back. Um, this is quite kind of the mentality for the people from my generation, I think. Um, but yeah, right now, because of COVID and everything, like it's a bit, it's a bit crazy. A lot of uncertainty also when it comes to when it comes to politics. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the economy, of course. So the mm-hmm. Philippines is one of those countries that also depend a lot on, on on tourism. Uh, our economy is based a lot on outsourcing, and when other countries don't do well. Um, The Philippines is largely affected. So um, just to give you an example, when I finished uni, you know, a lot of my, a lot of people I know actually got their first jobs working for, let's say Wells Fargo or JP Morgan, like big banks in the US, Uh, but they'd work in the Philippines and they'd like, they would be like outsourced to work for, you know, um, JP Morgan in the US, you know, they, they, whatever they analyze data, they do financial stuff. Uh, but it, but their work would depend a lot on 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 the U.S. So this is how the economy of the Philippines is set up, and it has a lot to do with our ability to speak English, um, and that's why like outsourcing you kind know, of just works. The model of outsourcing in the Philippines just works, and that I think that keeps continuing. Especially um, with Corona, it's one of those um, jobs that are still possible to do. But again, it it always would depend on where uh, that. That host companies is based out of so if it's in the us or or australia or whatever
0: Mm, well good luck to all (laughs) the filipinos yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah no like i want to see all of these countries continue to grow and thrive and hopefully the gap between the rich and the poor continue to grow smaller um yeah like it's sad right that we live in such a divided world between those who have and oftentimes in excess we have an excess amount of things and those who have nothing exactly and how can we kind of like bridge the gap a little bit a little bit i don't want communism i don't believe in communism (laughs) make it a little bit more
1: fair i I think it all stems to uh the public education and Mm -hmm. and we we don't have that that infrastructure yet to kind of take, you know, the new set of Filipinos to a higher mm-hmm. level than the pre mm-hmm. than the their predecessors. So I think, you know, if if something would happen, it would start in 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 investing a lot in in public education and yeah. and you know all of these like startups and no you know, this is where where it is now
0: absolutely and I think yeah. the internet can help right because there's yeah, a lot of online courses a lot definitely. of online universities so I'm a big believer in, in education as a way to improve your your economic situation. Definitely. What is one thing that you want Germans to understand about your country, right? Because this podcast is primarily for German people. What do you yeah, want Germans to understand about the
1: Philippines? I, I think, you know, this is my perception of of the average German person. Uh, it's whenever it comes to like to like traveling or something, for some reason, you know, you have like these list of countries that. Most Germans would visit, which is what, Mallorca, like maybe some islands in, in Greece or something. But, you know, if you can speak English, you can easily just travel to the Philippines where costs are much lower. Your flight might be more expensive, but I'd say like the the water is, is warmer, you'd you'd have a lot more of the beach to yourself. You know, it's just a it's just an adventure. So I I, I really want to invite you know, the, the people who listen to your podcast, German guys listening to your podcast, to um, if they have the time to try visit the Philippines when it opens up again. And I think um, they'll have a wonderful time. Oh, I
0: believe it. It's on my bucket list. It's one of those yeah. places that I really, really want to visit. I love the food. I love the people. And I hope I can join you
1: one day. Hey, that would be yeah. cool. That would be awesome. cool. And mm-hmm. uh, You know, it's... A lot of people have this this idea of of Southeast Asia. You know, you have Thailand, um, you have Vietnam, and and these places they attract a lot of tourism, like Bali or whatever. But the Philippines doesn't. So you know, like like you, you want to go, and I really think you should go because it's a lot different from its neighbors. So this is something I want. Yeah, awesome, awesome. So guys,
0: visit the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Lawen, for for joining me for this episode. Can you sure. quickly tell us about your own podcast and give us maybe some information about where we can find you? Right. So I
1: also run a podcast called Pop Your Cultural Cherry. Um, and my podcast is basically about people trying to step out of their comfort zone when it comes to things that are cultural. And I try to connect more of um, Europe and and Asia, although it's a podcast Although I'm based in Germany and a lot of my experiences are based on my experiences in Germany, I interview a lot of mostly Asian people living in, in, in Europe um, or, or maybe European people who've lived in Asia or live in Asia and want to just kind of bridge the gap between these two parts of the world. And yeah.
0: Perfect. Perfect. So I will leave all the links in the show notes for you guys. Check out his podcast, support him. Um, okay. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me, sharing about your culture and uh, a little bit about the history and the people. And I hope that we can do this again. Hey, George, thanks so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. So that was my conversation with Lawen. I hope you guys learned something new. I'm interested to get your answers to the following question. What do you know about the Philippines and would you like to visit it one day? If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with your friends. If you're interested in improving your business English, you can check out and subscribe to my YouTube channel, The Canadian Wants to Know. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes mal!